This is Marriage Grit, robust, real marriage talk with Jason and Emma Schroeder. Hi, and welcome to Marriage Grit. Grit, by definition, is courage, passion, resolve, and strength of character. We're excited to stand with you as together we build these sorts of marriages. This is what we believe a Jesus gives life to the full marriage looks like. So welcome to season two. So today we're launching the first of many guest interviews, which are going to feature throughout the rest of 2021. And today we have special guest, Rochelle Masters. Welcome, Rochelle. Thank you, guys. It's really lovely to see you. I have known Rochelle for nearly 30 years. (laughs) (laughs) We spent quite a bit of time together as teenagers. And even way back then, when we were both very young women, I admired her greatly because she lived with a beautiful combination of both grace and wisdom. Rochelle now is the Principal Clinical Psychologist and Director of Masters Psychology. And Masters & Co. is a group of psychology and wellness clinics here in Perth, Western Australia, that offer a whole range of clinical and psychological services. And so Rochelle has been widely recognised for her work bringing tangible, meaningful change to the mental health of thousands of Western Australians. So it's a real delight and pleasure to welcome her to our Marriage Grit podcast today. And she will no doubt provide some powerful insight into the intersection of mental health and flourishing relationships, Mm -hmm. which of course is our topic for this year. So welcome, Rochelle. Oh, thanks. Yeah, great. Good topic. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. (laughs) Big topic. Big topic. (laughs) Thanks, guys. Pleasure. A bit to cover. And before we jump into uh, all of the content for today, tell us a little bit more about yourself, Rochelle. Well, I can be found most days in a mental health clinic around the city. Wow. And um, this year we'll have about 13,000 different appointments for people that need mental health care. And it's a a funny kind of sport for me. (laughs) It's something that I love to do, but it's also, you know, I do have an interesting life. Outside of my work, mm. I, I'm married. I've been married for 25 years. Yeah. And I've got, you know, three sons. Two of them are adult sons. And wow. then I've got Roscoe, who's, you know, doing his last year of primary school. So they keep me busy too, <laughs> along with my hubby. And I can't do the work that I do without the support of my family, mm. but also some key individuals that I have around me um, at the clinic. So, you know, that's what I, that's what I do. That's what I love to do. Yeah. Wow. And, uh, yeah, look, the landscape, the mental health landscape in Perth is a really interesting one at the moment. Mm. So I often puzzle about that late into the night. (laughs) (laughs) So, and I, I guess, cause each of us have a bit of a a life script that Mm. we've somewhat figured out for ourselves and 2020 came in like a cannonball from the side <laughs> and and disrupted for so many that life script. Mm. And and so then a lot of those people are reaching out to you and your associates. Mm-hmm. So so how is that does that look different? Uh, has that how or how has that been in the in the psych space? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I wasn't ready for 2020 at all. None of us were, right? <laughs> None but of us I were. really no. wasn't. Um, you know, I'd gone from thinking sort of that my life journey and trajectory was heading one way Mm. and it was changed or pivoted Mm. anyway. So I was already on a massive pivot. (laughs) 
But then what happened in 2020, especially, you know, I'll never forget, you know, that last week in March, early April, Mm. where, you know, I came to terms with this new concept of COVID and there were four legislation changes in the one week. So for me, having a legislation change around Medicare and around, you know, the health and the Mental Health Commission in particular is a big deal Mm. for me because I've got to be able to digest information around how to provide healthcare and then adapt it to our environment. So, yeah, what happened at first was things went deathly quiet. Wow. Mm. So it was eerily quiet. Wow. Which is off-putting as well. (laughs) You know, the disruption is a great word for it. Yeah. So it went eerily quiet and I was thinking, wow, what does this mean? And then and then the phone rang. Again, the emails poured in, but we had to triple the demand for mental health yeah, needs. Wow. And that was the moment. I, I, I worked seven days a week for six months of last year mm. and, you know, Spend my life telling people not to do that. So that wasn't <laughs> yeah. good. But um, yeah, look, it was a crazy year. Yeah, there's so much I could say about that. Yeah, and because mm. obviously you're you're dealing with this on on multiple levels. Mm-hmm. So you as a human, mm-hmm. as a a wife, mm-hmm. a mother, mm-hmm. uh, you then trying to provide help for people in real pain. Mm-hmm. But also you're, you've got the business element That's where right. you're looking organisationally yeah. and the structure and the legalities around mm-hmm. that. Yeah, and so it's a, it's a complex space. So thank you for being here. <laughs> still standing. I'm still here. Healthy. I did have this one moment where um, it was about 4.45 in the morning and I was driving to work. Yeah. And wow. this is right at the start of COVID where there's this new concept that came through the airwaves over the radio as I was driving to work and there was this hashtag stay at home. And I remember the first time I ever heard that hashtag stay at home, I was not happy. (laughs) I was not happy, you know. Oh, gosh, it just really threw all of us into turmoil, didn't it? But, um, yeah, that was, there were some challenging moments, but we're still standing. Mm, Yeah. Come on. So maybe let's just go there for a second. So obviously we're, we're going to be diving into the marriage space, but we're an individual Mm -hmm. that we present into Mm -hmm. the marriage space. Mm -hmm. So for you as a human Mm -hmm. as you were juggling those epic six months Mm -hmm. so a couple of thoughts around what you did as you you know you're working harder than you should across Mm -hmm. you know your your lifespan you don't want to replicate that but Mm -hmm. in a sense you're forced into that so Mm -hmm. so some thoughts that either some some learns that Mm -hmm. you you take now looking back Mm -hmm. uh and for us is we do navigate because mm-hmm. maybe it's sickness that comes into someone's life yeah. or a challenge in mm-hmm. family or your business just triples mm-hmm. uh, about navigating that healthily because obviously this affects your relationships. Mm, absolutely, yeah. Look, there's a number of things, the self-care space, um, which, you know, geez, I hate that word self-care sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> Perhaps I talk about it too much. But it's one of these things that we go, yeah, yeah, self-care but learning about self-care and how to really manage my own soul uh, was really important 
But then also coming back to the driving to work at 4.45 in the morning, hashtag stay at home, when I'd left my husband snoozing in his bed, looking after <laughs> the kids. No. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Maybe. And I was like, oh, mad as hell with him, you know. I just couldn't believe that he got to stay at home and look after the kids, you know. That was just a conflict for me. So managing the inner conflicts mm. and also the conflicts that come about, you know, in relationships where there's unreasonable oppression or this unusual demands on an already busy life, yeah. which I know lots of people can relate to, um, and how we adjusted to those things and communicated through those things and how we ban- balanced our closeness but also our autonomy, yeah. if I can say it like that. Um, yeah, they were the, probably the two key things for us. Um, and also just bringing it in, simplifying life. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That would, that would be my key learns from those moments. Okay. So pushing Mm -hmm. away the things that don't Mm -hmm. need to be dealt with Mm -hmm. right now Mm -hmm. or or come back to your core priorities, Mm -hmm. core focus. So in terms of the communication with, with Jules, Mm -hmm. so is that a, give us a couple of thoughts around what that looks like. Uh, is that lots of little conversations? Are they big moments? How does how does that work for you guys? Yeah, well, you know what? The benefit of a long, long-term relationship mm. means that we've developed some hacks over the years. <laughs> oh, I like that. <laughs> and Jules is a really unique person to be married to anyway, which I kind of love because, you know, it's dinner and a show <laughs> every day of the week. And so um, we do communicate very differently And I'm talk therapist, so I talk and I want to talk, but he's not like that at all. So we've had to develop strategies over the years of how to get around things. But in those moments, he comes alongside me and really provides support. And I noticed that one of the things that um, Em was asking me about just in preparation for today was like, oh, do we expect too much of each other in these times? You know, there's an expectation that has to sort of change. Does it change? Well, how do we modify these? And we really had to modify our expectations of one another afresh. I mean, we, I feel like we do that regularly anyway, but we really had to do that afresh. And um, so I would say, yes, coming back to the core of our communication hacks, you know, some things we'd learned over the years that mm. we really had to come back to, but also modifying our expectations. Yeah. That, that were the two, two so things. Good. Yeah. Mm. Wow. Thank you so much for providing us some insight mm. there. So that's you've you've provided there some beautiful kind of personal examples. Mm. So this increasing in anxiety that you know we we've noticed and seen, and obviously you certainly have in a triple proportion. Mm. How has that been impacting? Do you think relationships, uh, the marriage space, mm. kind of in terms of? clients that you're seeing and and that general feeling what what is that doing to relationships absolutely I guess it's there's some individual things that then spill out into relationships so leak out talk yeah that's (laughs) leaky leaky I know well you know what stress and the intolerance of uncertainty wow are probably the key 
challenges individually. Uh, also, the complexity of you know adapting work situations, family situations with children, children with special needs, etc. Um, but I'd have to say the impact on relationships was that I guess there's three key terms, and I've based this in research, yeah, well. not only my own experience from the last year or so, but there were three things that we term as control. Okay. So families and relationships had to a loss of control. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. And they had to try and work out which variables they could control. Yeah, wow. As as a relation relationally and to, certainly in their families. Mm. But also this thing we call coherence. So that's sort of more meaning making, you know, finding meaning as a family and meaning making was um was hard because this is a new thing, you yeah. know. And yes, there've been other historical things people have lived through, but not necessarily in our lifetime. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so there's the lack of control for families and relationships, the meaning making or, or having coherence, what is going on with us and our community broadly, yeah, wow. but also the connectedness. Okay. So there's three C's there. Beautiful. I'm trying not to be cheesy, <laughs> but. Oh, we love a little bit of alliteration. <laughs> yeah, that's right. It's good. <laughs> a little partial to that. But the connectedness, social okay. connectedness and what families had to modify mm. and do to remain connected was probably a unique challenge that COVID brought for our families and for relationships. Yes. Mm. I remember kind of saying to a lot of people like, there's no rule book, there's no manual. Mm-hmm. I kind of I kind of made a bit of a joke of it, but mm-hmm. you know, obviously we're we're in a leadership space and people would look to us and go, well what do we do next? And mm-hmm. I'd go I don't know, mm-hmm. like let's turn to page 97 of the Global Pandemic <laughs> totally. Manual and see what to do today. And so that uncertainty was mm-hmm. so prevalent and, and you know, we're trying to make meaning personally and then lead others through that space while we're actually building an aeroplane in the air ourselves. Oh, totally. So, yeah, I, I love those three yeah. Cs there. I guess the the real impact for parenting, mm. parenting big emotions, because there's a lot of emotional, uh, cl- there's a change in the emotional climate of a family. Yes. Um, the transitions had a transition from school to home, no school. Back to school, yeah. back to home, back to a double version of it. Working from home, those yeah. transitions were really tricky for parents. Mm. Um, but also I would say just the usual processes around, you know, safety, you know, managing kids' concerns mm. even. Um, and, you know, in relationships or marriages specifically, is this divide and conquer yeah, kind wow. of thing. So marriages were sort of split for a little while, even in, in under the same roof. Mm. You've got someone trying to work from home. You've got someone managing the kids. It's like a divide and conquer type of scenario, which did put extra strain, yeah. I would say. And then you add children with special needs in that mix and, you know, or, or family members with special needs and you've got, you've got a, a hot mess. <laughs> you've got some really interesting <laughs> yes. dynamics. Yeah, wow. So. Wow. So if we can, I guess, take another step with this line of thinking. Mm. So, uh, Rochelle, any any practical ways that we can navigate this? Uh, you're in COVID now, you know, we're, we're not quite post yet, but as we're, as we're looking to work on ourselves, and I think 
a lot of people aware that they're not the best version of themselves, mm-hmm. not bringing their best hubby to the table, mm-hmm. their best wife to the table. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we can't quite find them at the moment. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Do they Where still have I exist? Gone? <laughs> yeah. Because uh, we're not we're carrying pressure that we haven't before. So so thoughts around um, working on yourself uh, to help see your your marriage flourish. Oh yeah. So there there are a couple of things. And I guess I just want to refer to them um, that I that I was as I was reflecting on today. Uh, the clarifying of personal values, yeah. uh, what is important to you as a family, as a relationship, what makes you feel in control, um, even when confronted with situations you can't fully control. Um, you know, what do you want other people to say about you? Um, and how you responded, what do you want to be known for mm. through this time? Mm. So what I'm saying is that the values-oriented stance yeah, well. it became really important for people. What are our values here and how are we going to accept and even plan short-term? Yeah. So people had to move their plans from long-term plans to short-term plans and that's really important through periods like this, it became important, um, particularly when you are trying to manage the lack of control. Mm. And so, um, you know, I'll just read something to you. Control is reflected in the belief that personal resources can be accessed to achieved valued goals. So people can exert a measure of control by many means, and it got really simple during COVID. So, for example, just things like um, taking prescribed medicines that you still had access to, getting adequate sleep, you still had access to that, you know, um, making time for laughter. It sounds simple, but those were the types of things that people did to control their environment, mm. their meal times, their sleeping, their home routines, really controlling those things. So there was a there was to answer your question, there's looking at your goals and making them short term goals mm. and really simplifying them. Uh, at home, this is during the pandemic, but it also continued afterwards. Where we've had a little bit of flux, um, especially this year, even again but also living a values-oriented life. So really coming back to those things that I said before, what's important to you and, you know, really working out, okay, we still want to be compassionate. We still want to, you know, have loving kindness towards one another, Mm. et cetera, et cetera. And often that can come in sort of three or four goals, correct? Like Mm. it's I think sometimes when we're trying to make those plans or make those goals – we get so big picture that then that becomes overwhelming. But would you say that just trying to hone in on those three or four values or one or two goals is is part of that equation that makes that doable? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, the chunking of them too. Yes. And really involving your, your family in those things um, became important. Mm. And whether that was a picnic at the local park because it, it wasn't, you know, travelling or mm. any of those things. Um, I'd have to say too, people have done this sort of uh, tribe kind of thing where they've just pulled in their one or two, two or three closest families. So 
certainly when the social restrictions lifted, how we were able to socialise again, people haven't socialised in, in the same way according to the research so far. Wow. Um, they've really stuck to their their tribes or the, their families that, you know, haven't engaged back into the broader social networks in the same way. Yeah. Um, and certainly it may get back to that, but it, it hasn't necessarily. It's sort of more smaller groups of people. Yeah. We're finding, I'm calling them tribes, but, you know, sort of saying, well, who am I? Who are my people? Mm. We're just going to be quite insular in yeah. some ways. Would you say that's maybe connected also to capacity because because there's been such a tax on maybe our emotional space that we don't necessarily have the energy to be with all the people. Mm-mm. We want to be with the people that are yeah. our people. Yeah, that's exactly right. I yeah. would say so. Yeah, there's lots of uh, reasons for that. But mostly it's around what I've got the energy for mm. as well yeah. and what seems simple yeah. rather than complex. Mm. It's been enough complexity. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Interesting, yeah. hey? So yeah. I think some, yeah, some, some great thoughts there and for us to, to keep coming back to and if we pull it into the marriage space to think about the values that are going to anchor mm. our marriage, yeah. that who do we want to be as a couple and yes. the individuals that, that form this couple, yes. Uh, then flowing out into the family space. Simplify those, define those. Yeah, that's discuss a, those. Yeah, and yeah. that's within inside the scope of our control. Yeah, that whatever's happening in the world, we can step into that space. Absolutely, yeah. there were some particular positive emotions from the research that were more important than others. So let me just tell you what they are: mm. happiness, mm. tenderness, warmth, mm. compassion towards oneself, loved ones. And even to our pets and things like that, you know, so pets became really important. I mean, they've been important for a while, our pets, Mm. but they are really important. (laughs) They've moved up, you know, people. There's some money to be made selling (laughs) pets right now. (laughs) I've considered going into pet psychology. (laughs) (laughs) Can never miss those now. I've got my hands full. But yeah, no, we're joking. But actually, those things in particular, um, really to orient our compassion. And our loving kindness towards one another, that's to be mined. And perhaps yeah. in a church environment, you know, you talk about that regularly. Yes. But out there in the broader community, people need reminding about those things. Mm. Wow. That's mm. great. I love yeah. it. Well, that, that's going to wrap together part one of this interview. Amazing. Next month, we are back with part two. So I look forward to seeing you then. Continuing our discussion in this flourishing relationship space with the incredible Rochelle Masters. Remember, we didn't sign up for easy, we signed up for gritty because our world needs robust, healthy marriages. Mistakes and mess are inevitable, so let's stay committed to tenacious growth together. We believe in you, we are praying for you, it's so worth it. Thank you for joining us at the Marriage Grit Podcast. If you'd like to connect further, go to our Marriage Grit Facebook page or email us at marriagegrit at c3hh.com.au.